We have a great crowd here this morning, and um, we also have a large number of people watching this program. Um, the, the conference is being streamed worldwide. My name is Michael Matera. I'm the director of the Americas program here at CSIS. This is the latest in our ongoing and very active series of, of programming on Venezuela. There is no more critical issue facing the hemisphere today than the political, economic, and humanitarian crisis being experienced today in Venezuela. Our Future of Venezuela program aims to address multiple elements of this crisis. This program has been directed since its beginning three years ago by Moises Rendon, who will be running the show today and moderating a good part of today's activities. Moises has done a remarkable job these last three years in defining the issues on the Venezuela agenda, from managing the day-to-day -day crisis to the critical day-after issues. This conference today deals with water, a fundamental element for the development of any country. This event will address the state of Venezuela's water management system and infrastructure. From this point of departure, the discussion will aim to better understand what needs to be done to restore widespread access to water for all Venezuelans. For today's program, we have brought together water experts working on the ground in Venezuela, policy experts from Washington, Mexico City, and, and other places, um, as well as representatives from the region and from multilateral organizations and representatives of the private sector. Through a number of panels and presentations, the objective is to assess Venezuela's human and financial resources in the water sector and to understand what more will be required from the international community to resolve the current critical water crisis in the country. The water crisis is a very serious matter. According to USAID, more than 70% of Venezuela's hospitals are suffering from a lack of safe drinking water. Hospitals are reporting a rise in deaths from dysentery transmitted by contaminated food or water. The country's recurring blackouts are driving people to use contaminated river and sewage water for their daily needs, contributing to the spread of preventable diseases such as measles and diphtheria. Water is a basic necessity for life and society. Without access to pot potable water, stakeholders within and outside of Venezuela cannot expect society to be able to sustain itself during the day after. It is imperative to understand better the parameters of this crisis and to begin addressing the crisis today. We are very grateful to USAID for its support of this conference and for its close collaboration with us on Venezuela. It's a great pleasure to introduce Bonnie Glick, who serves as the Deputy Administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development. Bonnie is going to be sharing some, some key mark, uh, keynote remarks with us this morning. Before joining USAID, Bonnie worked as the Deputy Secretary of the Maryland State Department of Aging. Before this, she worked in the nonprofit world as the Senior Vice President of the Meridian International Center. She spent a number of years as a State Department Foreign Service Officer with tours of duty in Addis Ababa and in Managua, as well as the, at the U.S. Mission in the in UN. In Washington, she worked in the Office of the Secretary of State, in the White House Situation Room, and in the Western Hemisphere Bureau. She has a BA from Cornell and an MA from Columbia in International Affairs, as well as an MBA from the University of Maryland. Bonnie, the floor is yours. Thank you, Michael, for the kind introduction. Thank you so much, Moises, for putting on this really exceptional program for us all here today. Back in March, 
Right after I first started at the United States Agency for International Development, I spoke at a conference that was a lot like this one, also sponsored by CSIS, on what we were referring to as day after planning. It was focused on the revival of Venezuela's oil and gas industry in the hopeful post-Maduro era. We spoke about the urgency of restoring this key economic engine to help support a replenishment of increasingly scarce basic commodities and to spur the return of millions of desperate migrants who have fled from their homes. Venezuela's situation looked bad six months ago, but hopes were high that the tyranny of the Maduro regime had just about run its course. But alas, we're here again today. I'm still quite certain that one malevolent dictator cannot single-handedly block the will of a nation forever. We have heard the unmistakable voice of the Venezuelan people in support of a democratic transition, and their time will come. But the Maduro regime has demonstrated a level of brutality that has enabled it to delay this important day of reckoning, while millions of Venezuelans are thirsting for safe drinking water. Economic mismanagement has left this once, once wealthy country no longer able to meet even the most basic needs of its people. The goalpost has moved. While we still worry about rebuilding infrastructure, now we're worried about safe drinking water. Today, the United Nations estimates that 4.3 million people inside Venezuela lack access to water, sanitation, and hygiene services. Entire cities have gone weeks without water in hospitals and days without drinking water. The most vulnerable of the population, boys, girls, children, pregnant women, have been the worst affected. Limited access to safe drinking water and the breakdown of sanitation services have disproportionately affected their health and resulted in long-term malnutrition and stunting of these children. The service and infrastructure breakdown has also impacted health, nutrition, and education centers, which in turn limits children's attendance in school. Each day that goes by, these most vulnerable parts of the population endure lasting damage, an especially cruel gift from this callous regime. The water infrastructure collapse isn't just affecting potable supplies. Exacerbated by the ongoing breakdown of the electrical grid, wastewater systems have also failed, so that raw sewage is being released untreated across growing portions of the country. Those clinging to power continue to wreak profound damage on the Venezuelan people. Even where water can be found, there isn't any to drink. 
Many of us have seen photos of desperate people drawing contaminated water from the Guayre, Guayre River in Caracas and even from sewage drains to meet their daily needs. We, as friends of Venezuela, can continue to demonstrate our resolve to help the nation in its eventual recovery by engaging on multiple fronts with a broad array of partners and stakeholders. The United States recently announced additional assistance of nearly $36 million to help those inside Venezuela gain access to essential humanitarian assistance through independent and impartial humanitarian organizations. This money will go toward delivering safe drinking water, ensuring waste management, providing personal hygiene kits and other sanitation support, like repairing hand washing stations, latrines, and incinerators at health centers to reduce the spread of infection. We're working with the United Nations and NGO partners in Venezuela who have local relationships, helping us to reach those most in need, including women and children disproportionately affected by the, this facet of the Venezuela crisis. The United States is also providing $52 million in development assistance for democracy, governance, and global health funding from USAID and this was announced last week at the United Nations General Assembly by Secretary of State Pompeo. However hopeful, though, this sort of humanitarian assistance remains a stopgap. It will not solve the challenges facing Venezuelans. The collapse of the water infrastructure, really of just about all infrastructure in the country, is due to the rampant corruption and mismanagement of a regime that has no regard for its people. The illegitimate Maduro regime must go. And when a legitimate, democratically elected government opens the doors to international assistance in Venezuela, USAID is ready to deploy a team to provide immediate humanitarian relief. That includes expanding access to water and sanitation services at a scale that can address the needs inside Venezuela. In anticipation of that great day of transition, we have an opportunity here to plan for the rebuilding of the water and sanitation systems in Venezuela. USAID is prepared to assist in not just that effort, but also in the broader public, he public health infrastructure and institutional capacity building under Plan País. We can help Venezuela's new leaders demonstrate to their people that the interim government is ready to take on this challenge of starting their country on the long road back to self-reliance. We've seen in many places around the world that while a lack of basic services like water and sanitation can exacerbate conflict, providing water is an entry point for the introduction 
or in this case, reintroduction of core democratic values like equality, transparency, and accountability. Last week at the UN, many countries showed the world their support of the Venezuelan people. Some representatives of those countries are here today and will participate in roundtables tomorrow. We hope that many others will join soon. We all know that the humanitarian crisis in Venezuela is inextricably linked to the illegitimate Maduro regime. The political crisis in Venezuela has caused this horrible humanitarian crisis. As you all know, the Trump administration continues to make alleviating the plight of Venezuelans a top priority. The world must continue to elevate what is happening so that we can help Venezuelans who suffer under this man-made, regime-driven disaster. I want to thank all of you who are here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for contributing. Thank you for listening. It's so important for the world to hear what's happening in Venezuela. So with that, it's my pleasure to hand the mic over to Juan Andres Mejia, who is an, a National Assembly member and president of the Special Commission on Plan País. Thank you so much. Good morning. I want to begin by thanking uh, CSIS for organizing this event. Michael Natera, Moises Rendon have been uh, key partners in the building of this Plan País project we've been working so uh, strongly in. And I also want to thank USAID for all their support uh, in our cause and in the Venezuelan democratic struggle. I also want to say um, that Venezuela used to be a country well ahead of its neighbors, well ahead in the region. And water supply was one of those elements who we showed we could do things very well. Between 1958 and 1998, 72 water reservoirs were built in the country with a capacity of around 32,000 million cubic meters. Between 1998, when Chavez won his first election, and 2018, only two reservoirs were built with a capacity of around 188 million cubic meters. That's only 1% of what had been built before. So it's not a surprise that we see the situation we're in right now. And the origin of this crisis, it's very clear. The appointment of people who know nothing about the sector, but not a lot about politics, the lack of training and support for human resources have led thousands of workers to look for somewhere else to, to work. The dismissal of the private sector as a key ally to reconstruct and to rebuild our country. The mismanagement of funding. The freezing of tariffs in the middle of huge inflation. And of course, corruption. Corruption has been seen like never before, not only in Venezuela, but in Latin America, during the last 20 years. To only uh, remind the audience of two projects in which water have seen corruption all over, 
We can talk about 2E4, a water supply uh, project for Caracas, which where, where we invested close to $476 million, and it was supposed to be ready in 2012. But now we know there's a lot to be done, and it's not even close to being ready. But also the Aqueducto Bolivariano Falcón, a project in the western part of the country, where more than $450 million were invested, and where its water reservoir now, it's dry, so the project will never be done. What we're seeing today in Venezuela, it's not the result of a natural disaster. It's not the result of a civil war. It's a man-made disaster. It's a project obsolete and a failed system called socialism, socialism of the 21st century. Unfortunately, this problem is not unique to water. We see similar situations in electricity, oil, energy, transportation, health, education, and pretty much anything in Venezuela. That's why in January this year, the National Assembly and President Guaido decided to create a Plan País Committee, which I'm honored to head, and that has been working very hard during the last few months with thousands of experts all around the country that even in the midst of this very deep crisis have contributed tremendously to have some of the ideas you will see today. So I want to thank you again for joining us today, and I hope you can learn a little bit more about our crisis, but I also hope you can join us in the reconstruction of our country and our democracy. Thank you.